Our next guest began his real estate career in the year 2000, quickly became Rookie of the Year in his brokerage, and in under three years was starting his own brokerage in Fort Myers, Florida. Driven to succeed, he found a formula for success. Then in 2006, he made a decision to move 2,000 miles away to just outside Denver, Colorado and literally start from scratch. He started all over from nothing, built up that business and created a huge team. And then 2009 came along, nearly lost everything when the market crashed. He then reevaluated his business, came up with a plan for success that was much more simplified and recession proof. He is now a very successful real estate agent once again, but this time he's doing it a little bit differently. And I'm glad you're here to get to know his story. Newer real estate agents, are you making $150,000 or more in real estate this year? How would you like to believe with 100% certainty that you will? What if you knew exactly what to do every day to make money in real estate? Are you the type of person that will do the work, serve the people well? You would devote a good portion of the day on focused activities and habits to drive business if you just knew what to do. Does cold calling or door knocking or paying for leads freak you out? Good, because it freaks me out too. Are you working part-time and afraid to leave the job to go full-time into real estate. Am I speaking to you right now? Give me 15 minutes and I know I can help you. Go to forexformula.com to learn how I created a recipe for success that anyone can do. You have the ingredients to be successful within you right now. You just need to know what to do. Learn how I earn multiple six figures working less than 40 hours a week. And here's the kicker. I get paid every single month. Want to learn how? Go to forexformula.com. The number four xformula.com. Matt Kuchar is a real estate agent, broker, owner in Aurora, Colorado, and he's found the secret to success in real estate. And you may be surprised to know that it's not about the mega team. It's not. His business philosophy really lines up with mine. We've actually gone through kind of similar paths in a sense. and But the profitability and life design are much more important than creating a large business machine. There's a lot of reasons for that. And we both built up large team businesses. We've, we've experienced market changes. And I'm just so glad that he decided to take the time to chat with us. This solidifies what we teach in the 4X Formula Real Estate Training Program. Build a business that you're going to love, that you're excited about, that has minimal stress, and you're working with people that you enjoy working with. Let's meet Matt Kuchar from Protege Real Estate and also learn about another service that he founded that will help a lot of agents get their time back. Okay, let's get to it. All right, Matt. So thank you so much for taking time. Uh, to be with us today and, and give value to our listeners. I, uh, I really appreciate people who are willing to give back and actually take a, an hour out of their day to be with us. And uh, so thank you. For that. Oh, thanks for having me on. Uh, appreciate it. Yeah. Tell me about your story. You started in the turn of the millennium at that point. Right? Yeah, right 2000. around the year 2000. Yeah. So, yeah, so it was, it was a pretty crazy time down in Florida. Real estate was, I mean, you could still buy a home for 150,000 yeah. and the market was just beginning to take off. This was mm -hmm. the pre crash time. And so, you know, I, all I knew was everything that you listed sold. Mm -hmm. You didn't really have to do a whole lot to make it sell. And values were going up 20, 25% a year. And, you know, it was just a crazy market. Yeah, big time. 
And so, and you got rookie of the year, your first year in the business. Yeah. My, my, my first year. So I, you know, sold a couple of homes really quick. I did some advertising at that time. It was classified. So this is kind of pre-internet or the internet was yeah. just kind of coming out. So I ran a couple of ads and some people called me and I went out, sold them some homes. And, you know, one of the people also was, uh, needed to sell. So then I had a property that I put out there and I realized I got more phone calls off of the listing than just, <laughs> you know, trying to advertise for buyers. Yeah. So what I ended up doing was to taking some of my commission, I tried to live as inexpensively as possible and throw most of my commission back into advertising. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, every, I, every time I would do that, I would get more and more sales. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember this one July, my rookie year, I had 17 transactions going in one month. It was just the craziest thing. Yeah. And my broker's like, what are you doing? You know? And then of course I didn't sell anything for three months after because I was trying to close those homes. But yeah, it was <laughs> uh, it was a fun time. A lot of marketing, a lot of advertising. And uh, you know, once you get some of that and people work with you, they refer you business and it took, it took off. Yeah. Good for you. That's fantastic. So right off the bat, you kind of understood that you're, you weren't just a realtor, you know, just selling houses. You, you were somebody that you understood that you had to market, you had to, you had to create marketing yep. and create a brand for yourself. Is that kind of where your thinking was at the time? Yeah, absolutely. And I also, I, once that happened, the other aha, I, I did get training, you know, much like what you are, you're offering. And so I honed my skills. I got better at my listing presentation. I got better with buyers. Yeah. And eventually I got to the point where I had overflow and I started networking with other agents. Mm -hmm. um, actually, one of the, the ladies that went through the real estate school to get our license together, we became friends and and her and her husband became great friends of ours. And pretty soon we were a team and then she knew a person and, you know, so mm -hmm. over a year, year and a half, we built it to about eight agents. Mm -hmm. And at that point we kind of outgrew what century 21 and our, our area was offering and mm -hmm. opened our own brokerage. Wow. So that's a big leap. And that was in, so that was what you were two years, 2002, in, years in? 2002. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple of years in the business. Yep. And a lot of people would say, gosh, I, I hope I can get my first 10 deals in my first two years. <laughs> right, right. You're attracting eight agents and starting a new office. And, um, and, and people are buying, obviously buying into you a little bit, like, and your capabilities and providing volume and work and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it worked, out, it worked out really well. Yeah, that's impressive. That's very impressive. And, you know, it's funny. We talk about, you know, the failure rate. We talk about the success rate, right? Like of new agents coming in the business. And uh, people who have been listening for a little bit have probably heard me say this. But in the stats right now, it's like 13% of wow. people make it past two to five years. Wow. That's pretty freaky. That is. And Not good odds. No. And, and, I, and I think those other 80 seven percent i think out of that there's probably a high percentage of people that are great people that actually have a really great potential of having a great business and doing awesome in real estate that yep. just aren't they're, they're they're falling through the cracks somehow and 
So that's my cause. That's like, that's huge with what I'm all about is, is tapping into those new people and hopefully catching them before they're, they're leaving and, and, and inject some sort of um, something into them to, to help them not be a statistic. So that's what I'm all about. But um, I love it. You didn't have that problem. You, you know, so this is interesting. You, you seem to catch on, obviously you had an entrepreneurial mindset. Right. Right. I wasn't afraid to fail. Right. And to just start, like in your first year, you're kicking butt, you're doing some marketing. Can I ask what you did before real estate that kind of maybe gave you some sort of experience or something? <laughs> yeah, sure. I did a uh, business to business sales. There was uh, back in the day when people wrote checks, there was the service called telecheck and um, businesses would get checks and they would bounce. So <laughs> I got hired onto this company where I would go door, you know, business to business going like, Hey, have you ever had a bounce check? And, you know, so you, you your skin gets pretty tough yeah. when you face that much rejection and, you know, uh, yeah, that was, that was what I did. So I, I was always in sales, even how I got into real estate way, way back in uh, the early nineties, my wife's, uh, my father-in-law now, was selling manufactured homes for retirees in mm-hmm. Orlando and they were hiring people. So they, I was a beach bum. They cut my hair, they put shoes on my feet, they put all this clothes on <laughs> and they they sent me, set up this interview. So I go into this, this, you know, meeting and, and I'm meeting this guy and then they give you what's called a personality test to see has this person got the aptitude for being a salesperson. Yeah. And so they give me this test and they basically walk out the door. Now, uh, don't tell them I did this, but I look over on the corner on this table and I see kind of the cheat sheet that they, re, you know, they score the thing off of. So I look around, no one's in the room. I run <laughs> over there, I grab the cheat sheet, stick it underneath my thing. I mark every single one of them as high as I possibly could, right? And then I go stick the sheet back. I come back, I, I let them know I'm done with the test. They're like, thank you, great interview. You go home. By the time I got home, the president of the company had called my father-in-law who was working for the company and go, he's hired. That's the highest anybody has ever <laughs> scored on that test. <laughs> and that is how I got into selling homes and real estate. Oh my gosh. That is I would, hilarious. I have, never... I have since changed my ways. That is not, I would not recommend that to any of any of your listeners, but that is what happened to me. That started, that launched my career. And, wow. um, that's so. incredible. That is so funny. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> that would have took some guts to do that though. I don't know. I, you know, or lack of brains, probably more lack of intelligence. You know? Yeah. That is awesome. I love that story, but yeah. So having a little bit of experience, so you, you'd kind of been out there, got beat up a little bit. You, you yep. kind of got to understand, um, you know, cause what happens when you go through stuff like that is you start to understand body language you start to understand tonality. You don't, you're probably not even thinking about it. Like you're probably not internalizing it and, and, you know, intellectually understanding it, but you, you naturally are starting to understand those things. Right. And so that did give you a bit of leg up, I'm sure. Right. Like, cause I think sure. a lot of people come to real estate. I mean, no one, no one says, we always talk about this. No one, you know, in grade six, little Johnny is not going, I want to be a realtor one day. You know, that, that's not really going on. It's not like the dream we, we somehow always fall into this business, all of us. Right. Somehow we, we come from something 
and then we fall into this business and then we either make it or we don't. And uh, I love the stories. It's just so good to hear the background. But, and, and I love to talk about that because there's people that need to hear that. They need to hear sure. that, you know, whatever life experience you had prior to this, whatever you're doing, how you're running into people, conversations, challenges, you know, just things that you've had using cheat sheets, whatever it is that got you there, <laughs> you know, those will all serve you. Everything, all, anything in your life will serve you. Right. Yep. And, uh, that's so cool. I love to hear that. So then you went a step further and, uh, said, you know what? I'm going to go to Colorado. Yep. In 2006. Yep. And so what pulled you out there? Um, there was a lot of reasons. I started to see the writing on the wall in Florida. Uh, the real estate market was about to crash. So yeah. if you can imagine you had 20% to 30% appreciation year after year after year after year, right? Mm -hmm. And then we had Hurricane Charlie come up through the state. And I remember sitting in my office and, and then Kater Katrina went through New Orleans and Right. I, up to this point, I'd been in real estate for, and actually we made the decision in 05, but all I had seen was real estate going up, up, up. And then mm -hmm. for the first time I saw the market flatten out. I had listings that I'm like, oh, this is a slam dunk. Absolutely going to sell. No problem. Mm -hmm. And it didn't sell. Then I started to notice something that I thought was abnormal. I'm like, values started to go down where, you know, not, not drastic at first. It was just a little, you know, kind of bumping along, but they certainly weren't going up at the mm -hmm. same rate that I had seen in the past. And so my wife and I were talking, and I'm like, honey, I think we're at the top of the market. I think it's going to go down. If we want to take our family, live somewhere else for a little while, this is probably a great time to do it. So my wife uh, took a trip up to Colorado, spent some time uh, seeing if she could handle the winters. It was beautiful. And, you know, within six months, we sold our house and moved. Wow. But I had to restart my career up there. I yeah. knew nobody. Absolutely nobody. So it was like I was a, a brand new agent again. And here I was, the you know, that my final year in Florida, including vacant land, I was, I did over a hundred transactions, you know, mm -hmm. and a lot of those were selling five lots in a, in a group. So it sounds bigger than what it was, but yeah. it, it was still, it was a lot of business mm -hmm. and it, it had built up, but I had to start all over once I got up there. In fact, in many ways I was burned out and I didn't want to do real estate anymore. It took, I got my license right away, but it took me over a year uh, to decide probably need to get back into real estate. I tried to do handyman work. I tried to find any other thing to, to <laughs> avoid it because, um, you know, when you're doing that many transactions by yourself and you're not leveraging and you're not using the tools that are at your disposal and it, it all centers around you, you end up not having a life. And that was kind of where I was at. That's probably right. one of the reasons I moved as well. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So Colorado, what part of Colorado did you go to? Just south of Denver. Okay. Uh, Littleton Centennial. Okay. So close to Denver. I've been to Denver. All I right. love Denver. Uh, I, you know what I found though? Is anybody from Denver? 
Like, um, I, <laughs> yes, yes, there are some. Not very many, but there are some. I met so many people. I had all these conversations with people. This is quite a few years ago. And I won't get into the story of why and all that, but I was there and, uh, and I did go to a, a game, a football game there. I love that in the Mile High Stadium. Mm. Throws my butt off. Oh my yes. goodness, it gets cold there. But um, anyway, and low dough and high dough they have yep. and all that kind of stuff. Very convention oriented kind of town. Yep. The airport is so central. It's enormous and got these little trains taking it because it's very central to all the parts of the state. So a uh, very important airport. But um, so I understood all that. But man, all the people I met, like I would get into a cab and I would ask the cab driver, okay, so where, where can I get a great steak? Let's take me to a place. And he would have no idea. And I'm like, cab drivers, you're supposed to be the ambassadors of the city in a way. Like you can take mm. me to, you know this and that. And, uh, it was so funny. No one knew anything. Like it was, no one was from there. I, I would meet people and we would talk and they were from somewhere else. Everybody was from somebody else. California. Uh, Cal- half of California has moved to Colorado. There's no question. Yeah. Is that right? so, yep. Yep. It was very interesting, but I really liked Denver actually. Um, anyway. Yeah. So that's very, very interesting. And so we'll carry on through your story. And, and then, so you, you, you had to start all over again. Like that would have took a lot of guts. And you know, what's funny. I, um, in our course, uh, and I have, I have a little, uh, a book coming out pretty soon. It's called the quick commission blueprint. And, uh, the premise in there is I've taken away the one thing that everybody talks about, or, or usually a lot of times people choose to go into real estate. They go, I know lots of people and I've been around a lot of people and I got lots of family. I'm going to get into real estate because I know lots of people mm. and, and that's their, first sphere of influence, which is fine. Sure. And it's good. And we always talk about that. Like when we're helping new agents, you know, talk, you know, let's get, make sure that people, you know, know that you're in real estate. But I took that away. I said, okay, well let's imagine I got into a plane in California and I just literally jumped out of it like at some point and landed and I'm using Salem, Oregon, just because it just, you know, this, (laughs) I just said, I'm in Salem, Oregon now and I'm starting my real estate career. What would I do? Right. And uh, so that's where I'm taking it from because I'm eliminating that part of it. Now, now if I don't have any sphere of influence, what would I do? And uh, because right. you have to get there eventually, no matter what, as a real estate agent, you got to get absolutely. There. Absolutely. And uh, so, what did you do? You're you're in um, this new place. You had no history. You didn't go to school there. You didn't really have any jobs prior to. No family nope. or anything like that. Nope. And now you're going, well, I'm a licensed agent. I know how to sell real estate. Right. What did you do? So I went right back to what I had similar to what I had started with. Um, but at this time there was, we weren't doing, I, I did a few newspaper ads, but they were very ineffective. But the thing that was working at that time was Craigslist ads. Mm. So and my wife wasn't working. We, we made a decision that she would be at home with the kids. Mm-hmm. But so I kind of came up with a way I would contact other agents, get permission to advertise their listings. And I would put them on Craigslist and I created these pages mm-hmm. and I just drove as many people to the, to it as possible. And they would call me and I'd start contacting them. And, and we started to do transactions at the same time. One of the things that I eventually became in Florida was a geographic farmer. So what that means Mm -hmm. is I would pick neighborhoods. I would find the most economical way to get my name out in that neighborhood. Typically, they were 
uh, community magazines, community newsletters, and I would I would insert a full page. I, I'd print it myself, but I would insert it, and they would just charge me for delivery. So I started to do that in Colorado, and mm-hmm. I would have people you know, go hang the door knockers. I I did it myself. I would just go door to door, dropping these things off. And eventually people called me, but it was a massive amount of activity, mm-hmm. just getting my name out there, trying to figure out what was working, what wasn't working. Mm-hmm. And eventually it, it got momentum where, you know, I didn't have to do that, but that was how I started it. And you know, pretty soon the same thing that had happened before I had a team pretty soon, you know, I needed help. I couldn't handle it myself. I, I hired admin. Um, she, mm-hmm. and she still works for me, but now she's a transaction coordinator mm-hmm. and I hired agents, but I felt this pressure, you know, I got too big for my britches and this was right before 2008 and nine when the crash started to happen. Right. And I had a lot of overhead. I was spending a lot of money in advertising and marketing and I couldn't, uh, I wasn't making anything. In fact, there were, there was one point, you know, within two years, I was the top team in this, this Keller Williams office in Highlands Ranch was, was just trucking along, but I wasn't making any money. And we had two months where a lot of our deals fell apart. It was like in a November, December, which is the slowest time of the season. And by January, I'm sitting there, I'm broke. I'm working 60 hours a week. What am I doing? So I got rid of everybody. I'm like, look, I can't support you anymore. You need to go, you know, work with somebody else or do whatever you need to do on, get on your own. Um, I let my admin go and I just went super small and, and kind of started over. So I've started over so many times, but that one was, that was a pretty big one. Yeah. I love that story. And, you know, I totally relate to that. Mm. Um, I'm so thankful that we got a chance to chat because you're speaking exactly to what I feel is a major challenge in our industry. Um, Mm. You know, people have that comparison syndrome thing going on all the time. Even in Colorado or Florida, when you're kicking butt in both those areas, I mean, you, you had to do massive action and then all of a sudden you have momentum and that we teach that absolutely momentum, yeah. but you want to create momentum in business and with the people that you like to do business with so that it's business you like and, and, and you're not just operating in a frantic state where right. any business is good business. Cause that can be very expensive. Right. Yeah. And yep. Um, and, and if you're promoting to just strangers constantly promoting to strangers, I say this in the course too. I talk about this, like if you're promoting to strangers and like, if you have to use a billboard or if you have, what do you, what do you have to say? You have to, your promotion has to be about results, right? That's, there's no other messaging. I'm a really nice guy. doesn't work. Nope. Right. I I love working with families is not going to get the phone to ring. Right. Even though that might be very, very true and your messaging and colors and everything on that billboard, but on a billboard, when someone's got three seconds, you know, and, and to be branded into your brain, what was the message that has to be pounded into their brain? You get results, you get results, you get results. Can you guarantee results ever as a real estate agent? Right. Right. <laughs> Never, right. No, no, of course not. But you're a guy on the billboard, right? 
And my last agent didn't get me the 50 grand over list over market that I, that I wanted to get, but you get results. So I bet you, you can do it because you're a superhero agent is kind of the mentality when they're making that phone call. That's a stranger. That's somebody that's coming to you going, you need to produce a result for me. And if you don't, you're a liar. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. yep. And so there's a lot of work involved in that. A lot of franticness, a lot of managing, a lot of, you know, you're not dealing with the, anyway, I'm going off track a little bit, but, but there is something going on right now where there's some mega trainers training and it's all about the big teams. I even heard one trainer talk about, he foresees that happening where it's just going to be multi mega teams out there running offices. And I think real estate agents who have a job mentality, they might as well just go work in a job then because they're just working for someone else's dream. Right. They're never going to build their own dream. And so there's a challenge with that. And those trainers get to charge lots of money because they get to promise lots of money in their marketing. Right. And uh, yeah, it's probably a little controversial. Some people might disagree with me on that, but that's why I'm, I think I need to teach from the grassroots and help people build their businesses and have confidence knowing that they could literally move from Florida 2000 miles away, a three day car ride. <laughs> like you're not even ride. in a business where there's any connection really, right? Like nope. you went from Florida to Colorado. It's not even like a neighboring state, like, you know, where there would be migration or anything really like you went to a total different area and you built a business just knowing yep. or feeling confident enough that you could even do that is absolutely amazing to me. And I totally applaud that. But that is where I want to get people's mindsets through our training right. is get to that point, plunk me anywhere and I can build a business. They need to have yep. that confidence. That's where I want to get people to. And uh, so that's super. And it's just great to be able to talk to you about that because you've actually done it. I, I have actually not done that. Like I haven't literally plunked into Salem, Oregon and started to build a business and say, look what I did. You know, <laughs> I don't but recommend I, it. Stay where you're at if you yeah, can. But totally. <laughs> it was a massive amount of work, but um, yeah. you can and crises, do it, right? Crises happen, right? Yeah. Like we have, yep. you know, if you think about it, and we didn't even talk about this, but a year after you got in the business, 911 happened. Right. And, yep. you know, that was a little freaky. Um, I don't, oh, I, I remember right where I was and who yeah. I was with. I was in a, in a real estate seminar for a company called Exit Real Estate, who was just launching and came out yep. with this, you know, different model at that point. Yep. I, I can remember right where I was when that happened. And, you know, and it, and it was slow for a while. But then, you know, people do kind of get back to their lives. And I, and I think mm -hmm. that's what's going to happen with where we're at today with the pandemic you know, inventory is down at least where I'm at. I, mm -hmm. I don't know. Is it in your area too? Yeah, it is here too. And I'm, I'm hearing it a lot and seeing it a lot on lots of different Facebook groups and stuff that it's really pretty normal just about everywhere. Um, yeah. So it's good. Yeah. It, but, but eventually inventory will get back to normal mm -hmm. levels, you know, and, and the ones that can survive, the ones that keep their expenses low, keep their activity high, Mm -hmm. are going to just do, they're going to do fine. They're going to make it through it. And they're the ones who are going to kill it on the other side. And that, and that's really what happened. So I made it through, I, I got rid of everybody. I started looking at my tools and my systems and going, what, what can, what can I outsource? And 
what do I need to be involved in to make it easier so that I can do decent volume? I don't feel like I've got to support the salespeople and everybody on a full-time basis. So if, if the market goes up or my business goes up or down, I'm, I'm not feeling like, oh, I got to let people go. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, I rebuilt it, but I, I continued through that downtime. I still continued massive amounts of action. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that really changed my business was I started focusing on the properties that I wanted to sell rather than just chasing out there and doing the mm-hmm. shotgun approach and taking everything. Yeah. I can remember one winter evening in there in a city called Greeley, which was an hour and 20 minutes away. I'm showing this house at six o'clock at night. So it's pitch black in the middle of winter and I'm yeah. driving home going like, what did I just do? This is, <laughs> you know, how could I possibly sell this person a home? I'm not that desperate. You know, I want to work people close to where I'm at in my area. It's where it's what I know. And I started to change my marketing and my mindset towards that. They were higher priced homes, you know, and, you know, I made more and I was like, okay, even if I sell less, I, I end up my profit margins are higher because I'm not spending time and gas and everything else. It, it ended up that really changed my business once mm-hmm. I really knew what I wanted to go after and and focused on that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. Love it. We went through the same thing. We went through my wife and I, uh, we went I went through this stage of mega, you know, may, building the mega team doing tons of transactions yep. and, and running ragged and, you know, lots of money on marketing, tons of money on marketing, sharing the money with everybody. Yep. And then at the end of the month, every single month going, where is the money going? Like, I don't understand like, what yep. it's unbelievable. And, and I, re- I remember that. And then I remember when um, we came to a place where we had to kind of rebuild and Nicole and I went away on 11 day vacation and we sat down and we talked about our business and we broke it all down, made a list of things. We came back and we analyzed it and we created this new system. And that's what literally, that was the, that was the, the genesis of the 4X formula was yeah. came from that. And it's, it's speaking to a lot of the things that you're talking about and really just simplifying the real estate business and not getting hung up on the peripheral and, and just understand and creating profitability. Like we, we've, we're making a lot of money, but we're keeping way more money than right. we ever have. And that is the reason you're working. Like it's, it's not just about having a five foot head on a sign. Like it, it does, right. it doesn't have to be ego driven. Like, you know, and when you build of a, a, of a picture from five years ago, when I looked <laughs> younger, <laughs> yeah. Oh no, that one's oh. got too much gray. Use the other one. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're like, Hey, where <laughs> you ever show up to one of those meetings and they're like, um, I, where's Matt? You know? And you're like, yeah. no, I'm Matt. You're like, that's not the guy on the billboard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. But that is, you know, if there is something to be said for that, build a great business. Good for you. Yep. That's awesome. And, and I applaud those people and they're awesome. I don't want to take anything away from them, but sure. I just, I want to, I want to make sure that the, that that the people starting out aren't looking at that as the dream thing, like create a business that, you know, pays you every single month. If you yep. can figure out a way to get paid every single month, 
and organically and with people you love working with and you're in a target market of of business that is actually the highest amount of sales and, and it's efficient and it's and when you're working with people when someone calls you it's about meeting and making a plan it's not about going in there and selling them on your services and trying to convince them to work with you it's a right. total different mentality right. and that's where you want that to me is the dream business because that same person will say oh you're on vacation no problem i'll wait for you when you get back right, right? right. that is a dream business and uh oh you're busy okay no problem uh when's a good time like they're they start to value your time right <laughs> you know yep. because they don't want to deal with anybody else because they have trust and there's relationship and there's and someone or someone has said to them you got to work with matt because he's great you got to work with matt don't work with anybody else as soon as someone says that to somebody it's over oh yeah yeah that phone yeah, call happens to close that Absolutely. It's not even about closing. You're just going to meet them and going, where's the next step? What do we do? Here's how I operate. Here's how my time works. Here's how it all works. Here's how the process is going to go. Here's my team of people, you know, my finance person I like to work with. Here's, yeah. a, you know, and, and here's all the stuff and, and we'll take care of you. And you just moving down the path together. You know, yep. that is, that is what you want in the business and uh, walking around pounding your chest saying I got 30 to 50 listings and half of them, I don't even know when they fall off the system. And I haven't talked to some of them for, for three to four weeks. And I don't, you know, that, you know, we, we consciously said, we're going to trim it down. We're going to go eight to 15 listings at the most. And we're just going to sell them. Right. And we're going to work those through and we're going to track two buyers off each of those listings. And we're just going to keep rolling it through. And that's honestly, that's the four X formula in a, in a very simplified way, <laughs> you know, very um, cool. I love it. Yeah. So you're speaking totally to what we're talking about in our, in, uh, in what we try to make people believe is the right way to build a business. Right. Profitability, leveraging time, activity actually produces, produces results, right? When you're meeting yep. strangers, there's an 80, 20 rule, you know, meet with 10, close two. like that is, you know, do you, do you agree with me on that? But, oh, when you're meeting, yeah, but when you're meeting with people that are referred to you or past clients or any of those kind of things, it's 10 out of 10, you know? Yeah. Oh, if yeah. Much, be much better. 100%. And if there's some sort of life change maybe that's going to delay their process, that's okay. That doesn't mean you didn't get the business. That means you're just getting it later, right? Right. Um, so right. anyway, enough about that. But uh, that is awesome. I love that. There is one thing I wanted to talk about here. Oh, this is cool. Okay. So I checked out your website, Matt. Okay. Protege Real Estate. And I want to read something that you wrote in this in your website because it's actually a perfect segue into what we're talking about right now. Do you mind me reading okay. what, what you wrote in there? No, you, you, I don't even know when you wrote it, but it might have been a couple <laughs> years ago. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm nervous. <laughs> Okay, listen to this. This is awesome. Everybody take notes and listen to this. True success is found by focusing on meeting the needs of the individuals rather than focusing on the house itself. By caring enough to get to know the individual before selecting properties for consideration, we save valuable time and energy while focusing only on properties that fit their personality. Recently, I've changed my approach from being a top producing mega agent to investing my time and energy uncovering the unique needs of the people I do business with. I believe quality service 
is all about you and what your wants and needs are rather than about me and what it's easiest for me to sell you. For sellers, the interview process is equally as important for sellers as it is for buyers when selecting a real estate broker. Over the years, I've found clues to who will buy a property after spending time with the people who are wanting to sell. By understanding what caused the seller to decide on their home when they bought it, I I gain insight into what I need to highlight to potential buyer of a home. Attracting the right people to their next dream home is all about knowing who the most likely buyer for a property is, where they're coming from, and where they spend their time looking at properties. I make every effort to provide quality print and online materials designed to draw potential buyers into the home. So what you're focusing on that, and I love that. That is awesome because what you're focusing on is the people. It's all about the people. Yep. Yep. It's all about what house fits the person. And when you're thinking about listing a property, you're thinking about the people who are going to want to buy that house. Right. You're creating an avatar for that. And that's who you're marketing to. So your, your language and your listing notes or, you know, what the people are reading are speaking to that exact buyer, right? Like you think about that and, um, that's awesome. And, uh, and, and being able to spend the right amount of time with the right people in a quality way actually produces way more results and way more business. <laughs> and um, easier. And it's, it's easier. easier. Yeah. You know, because they know that you care about them and you're not just trying to sell them something and that you're engaged, you're listening. Mm-hmm. You know, God gives us two ears and one mouth. Yeah. Which should we use, be using more? So I ask a lot of questions. I mean, much like what you're, you're doing here and, and what you've learned to do is it, it's, it's caring, it's getting to know them mm-hmm. and then, and then bringing value. And mm-hmm. that value is, is because I listened and because you listened mm-hmm. and, um, mm-hmm. and then we have a better idea of what their needs are instead of telling them what we think they need. <laughs> we're saying, Oh, you've got a problem. I think I know how to solve it. Is this your problem? Yeah, here's the solution. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's wonderful. You know, it's funny. I, uh, years ago, I had a realtor that was in my office when I was uh, a broker. And, and uh, he says, I got my first listing meeting. And these people met me at an open house that I yeah, he did an open house at one of my listings. And so we're driving up. And I said, I'll go with you. I'll do your first meeting, you know, mm-hmm. to... to I'll help you out. So we're driving in the car and we're going to this meeting and he says to me, okay, so what are you going to say? Like, we, we need to know, like, how are you going to, how are you going to make your presentation? Like what, have you got your presentation with you? And I'm going, well, first of all, I'm not you. You've asked me to come along. My goal is just go, let's just go talk to these people. You go, what? You don't have a presentation? Cause he came from sales and right. he came right. from flip charts, right? Like you'd flip to the next page and at the time before you could do it on an iPad or whatever, but that was his thing. He had to present anyway, just before the meeting, a discount brokerage had been in discussion with this gentleman and he called Mike up and he says, if you're willing to discount your commission, the same as this other company, I'll, I'll deal with you because you, you know, I really, we really like you. We think you're a neat guy, but Hey man, it's money. And it's just business, you know, kind of idea. Right. Right. And, uh, Anyway, long story short, we walked out of there with a, a signed listing contract at full commission and we were gone and we had no, no thing. But the lesson for him on that was sit there and shut up, <laughs> Right. ask the right amount right. of questions, 
listen to what their answers are and how they're answering them. I, I quickly understood that this was a control person and he needed right. to, and he's looking at me during the meeting. He kept looking at me. When are you going to ask for the business? Like, when are you going to, when are you going to get, you know, ask the guy to sign a listing? <laughs> what ended up happening is the guy asked me, so what do we do next? You know, what, right. You know? Right. <laughs> he wants to be in control. He's in control. I knew that I had to get him there or lead him yeah. down that or help him go down that path to make a decision to want to work with us. And him, he did, it, it, but it had to be his decision. It wouldn't have been us convincing him. He, you know, right. And uh, so that would have been the wrong approach to go there and try and sell him on that. But that was a big lesson. And actually it was a big lesson for me at the time because I didn't even really know it, but it was something I looked at afterwards and went, yeah, that was interesting. So it's a great right. story to be able to talk to other people about, right? Like you don't even really have yeah. to have a great presentation. You just got to go there and listen, be prepared for the meeting, yeah. understand them. Anyway, I'm going off track a little bit, but I, no, uh, and, and you and Michelle had spoken about that last week was the personalities, right? Knowing yes. who you're talking to, what, how they want to be convinced or what, how they make decisions, right? The personality types mm -hmm. makes, they make decisions differently. And that's where, you know, even just doing a lot of transactions and meeting a lot of people and going on a lot of appointments mm -hmm. that there's, that's the only way you're going to learn that you're not going to learn that from a book or watching videos. You just got to get out and be with them and, yeah. and, and, and understand that. But I yeah. think it's, I think it's great. Absolutely. So meeting lots of people, having conversations with lots of people, just asking questions and listening and, and everybody loves talking about real estate. I mean, yep. it's a, it's a sexy topic. They love talking about it anyway. So just talk about it, you know, yep. and, and you just get to learn. So anyway, that's very cool. Um, so we've learned a lot about you. We've, we've, we've grown to understand that if we lived in the same city, I think we'd be good buddies, to be honest with you. We just, oh, absolutely. we're so aligned in how we think, like, honestly. And I remember our first conversation, I could tell within the first minute or two that, you know, we're just going to have a good chat, you know? And, um, right. but well, I don't want you were I, going on vacation with your family. I was yeah. like, all right, this guy's got <laughs> his priorities on straight. He's, he's getting out. I love it. And we're driving through the mountains and you've been to Colorado. So you understood yeah. what happens there. <laughs> I was jealous. I was very jelly. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But I, um, I don't want to, uh, uh, I, I don't want to miss uh, talking about uh, this other startup company that you've got going. Or, or is it a startup or it's been going on for a little while now? Yeah, four years. So I guess, you know, I keep calling it a startup. So we'll okay. go with that. <laughs> it's a great idea. Thanks. It's fantastic. I, uh, I checked it out and I was reading through some things and I'm going, man, this is, this has an amazing amount of potential. So tell us all about Shoami. Sure. So um, I'll kind of tell you a, a quick story of how it came to be um, in, I think it was around 2014 or so. Uh, it, it was right at the height of, I was selling a lot of homes and, and was very busy and I decided to take a day off and go skiing. So me and my buddy, we get up to the slopes and just as we're about to get on the lift, literally I got a call from a past client saying, hey, this home just came up in the neighborhood we want on the street we like. You got to get us in there. Now, it's two, two and a half hour drive from the mountains down down the hill. And I just got there. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, OK, 
do you mind if I get somebody else to show the home? They're like, we don't care. We just got to get in, see it. If it, if it meets all the things, we'll write the contract. So I'm like, okay, fine. So I did what every agent would do. I started calling agents in my office, calling and texting, going like, hey, can you help me? Can you help me? Can you help me? Now, my office was in Highlands Ranch, and this is downtown uh, Denver, which in during rush hour, my people worked, so they couldn't go till 530. Mm-hmm. It was like the, the most horrible traffic. So mm-hmm. I'm. it's a pretty big ask for me to get this person from Highlands Ranch to go down there. So I eventually got an agent who was willing to go. And then we had this awkward conversation, right? It was like, am I going to pay them? Are we just kind of trading showings? You show for me today. I'll show for you tomorrow. Yeah. Are they going to write a contract? Are we just showing the home, opening the door? Kind of what are we doing? So we negotiated. I said, hey, let let me just give you a hundred bucks. You just show the home and I'll take care of it from there. She was fine. We're good friends. And so I wrote that contract that night, got it under contract, and I was having a beer with a friend later. And we're like, I'm like, there's got to be a better way because, I mean, I spent 45 minutes calling, texting, and eventually got this thing worked out. But there was all this these awkward points. So I was like, we need to create something where an agent will, we could just enter a a date, time, location, and an agent that's in that geographic area, instead of asking somebody from Highlands Ranch to run downtown, how much easier it would be if somebody downtown showed the house and didn't waste their gas and, you know, just went over there. And that's all they were doing was opening the house. So that's kind of how Showami came to be, which it's a service where uh, a buyer's agent needs help with a showing. And a showing agent gets paid to just open a door and have no no other, uh, you know, ties to the con to the buyer besides that. So the the buyer's agent, the guy who initiates the showing, keeps his commission, he mm-hmm. keeps his client, you know, and he keeps his schedule. Mm-hmm. And the the showing agent gets paid just to basically open the door. And but they get some things out of it too. They get market knowledge, they mm-hmm. get showing experience, and they get paid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of the the nut the nutshell of of what it is. And someone will uh, will make money for just doing it because they just happen to be in the area and they happen to have a little bit of free time. Anyway, they're they have to be connected into the show me system. Yeah. So uh, we I d- hired a developer, created the website, and you know so. Agents would go there, create their profile, enter in their name, their license number, uh, add a picture, and then they would also draw a map around where they're willing to show, okay. right? Because you know, it it for what we pay, you wouldn't want to travel very far, or if you were going to travel far, you're going to need higher compensation, right? So, anyway, that's kind of that's the model of how it works. Yeah, very cool. And so how many, where, where, where is it located now? So throughout the United States, we're in 26 states right now. And wow. most metropolitan areas, your Atlanta's, your Denver's, Dallas, Miami, <clears throat> LA, uh, Seattle. So, and then any, any mid-sized, your Phoenix, you know, uh, Chicago, 
Nashville. So it, larger cities, it works better in larger metropolitan areas. Mm-hmm. In small areas, it's a little bit harder. Like we even find in the mountains, it's hard to get someone to show a home just because there's there's a, a, a fewer number of agents, but also the drive time, you mm-hmm. know, for someone to drive an hour to show a home and come back, you know, they're going to need at least, you know, 60, 70, 80, $90 dollars. And that might not be worth it to that buyer's agent. That my that buyer's agent might go do it, or maybe it is. Maybe they're like, "Hey, please, you know." Yeah. If you think about the scale of it, if the average home is four hundred thousand, right, mm-hmm. and that's what it is in Endeavor. So, you know, I, I know not everybody's in a four hundred thousand dollar market. I'm down in. I also live in Fort Myers, so the average down here is probably closer to three hundred. But if you took a commission, normally we're in the eight to nine thousand dollar range or more. Mm-hmm. To pay somebody fifty dollars, sixty dollars, forty dollars to get them access to the home and you keep your schedule and you keep your commission, mm-hmm. it's a very small portion mm-hmm. of what you're really making on the deal. Totally. So a lot of agents will use it to to take a break now and then, the buyer's agents do. A lot of agents will use it to leverage where they can handle more buyers and, and give better service instead of the the buyer being at the mercy of the agent schedule. Now the buyer schedule rules. Hey, I want to go tomorrow at five. Well, I got dinner, but I got an agent who's going to go show it for you. And if you really love the property, you know, after my dinner's over, I'll run out and take a look at it and we'll write the deal that evening. Well, you know, so mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. of it's how you sell it, how you, you communicate yeah. this to the client. But it's a everybody wins. the The buyer's agent keeps their schedule. They keep their client. The buyer gets in, wins. They they get into the home when they want on their schedule. And the showing agent wins. They get experience. They get paid. They get um, you know, they build relationships. They they get to know the market. They might be showing a home in an area that eh, I've never been in this neighborhood before. Well, now I know what homes in this neighborhood go for. And they can share that. I've even had agents who like to, you know, take a picture of themselves in front of the home and post it. I'm out showing homes, you know. They might not even have a client of their own, but everybody on Facebook thinks they're the busiest agent in the world because they're out showing homes. And and mm-hmm. so act. it's that looking busy and acting busy mm-hmm. oftentimes makes people go, oh, you're busy, must be successful. I mm-hmm. want to talk to you about my real estate. Right, right. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. And I like the idea of the agent doing that though. Like, you know, cause if they're going to write a deal on a property, they should really know the property. Yes. They should see it. Right. So being able to do that, but just getting those people in so they feel satisfied that they're not missing out. Cause that's the biggest thing you're taking advantage of. I think if, if is FOMO, right. Fear of missing yeah. out. I got to get right. in there quick, especially in this market actually right now. Um, listings are going pretty quick. And, yeah. uh, and, and so to get those people in, and your schedule just doesn't allow for it. You could even not even be on vacation. You just be really busy right. working with other buyers and listing meetings and that kind of stuff. And they want to get in quick. Well, you could either say, well, I can't get you in there till tomorrow <laughs> or I can get you in today. It's just going to be someone else running you through it. When I get free, I can zip over there if you're interested, but let me know how it goes. So that's interesting. Yeah, that's very interesting. Very cool. In our area, we have, um, a lot of uh, business that kind of migrates to our little town that's about 45 minutes to an hour away. Mm-hmm. And it's funny how people are like we, 
when we list a property, our job is to help out the seller do the best we can, do everything we can to get them the best result. That's our job to help right. a seller. And so if an agent that's an hour away has clients or those clients, a lot of times will call us directly and say, my agent's busy. Right. Do you mind showing me the home? Right. Well, personally, I actually don't really have a problem with that, but there's a lot of agents who do have a major problem with that, you know, and we'll check first. Do you have a real estate agent? Yeah, we do. They're just busy. Well, you know what? Let's run you through it. Let's get you in there. My job is to sell the home. Right. Well, I don't have agency with those people. Right. At all. So I get to have a conversation with them. They know there's no, you know, there's zero wall of agency there. Right. I can pump them for information. They end up bringing an offer later. I, I get to learn a lot about those people. So sure. Their agent is throwing them into the lion's den, really. In my mind. Right. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> totally. <laughs> right. Totally. So, I mean, yeah, you could work with the listing agent and get them to do that if you have a good guy like us that's willing to do it. But you really aren't giving an advantage to your buyer at all. Right. right. Like if, but if there's another person that's showing it, not talking to him, just running them through and that listing agent isn't in the picture, you're still keeping that little wall of agency for that buyer as well for you and protecting them a little bit because sometimes they need to be protected from themselves a little bit. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> they walk in. I love it. This is the greatest. This is the best home we've ever seen. You know, <laughs> I love it so much. I'd pay double. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, you probably shouldn't have said that. That's yeah, good. That probably hurt our negotiations a little. Yeah, bit. that's. <laughs> oh, that inspection. Yeah, don't worry about it. They're gonna buy it anyway. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, and that there's so many little scenarios like that. We I actually had several agents sign up because the listing agent was like. Why why aren't you using Shawami? Oh, and they're like, well, what is it? And then they're like, well, they get your buyer access, and you're not bothering me, and I don't have this procuring cause. You know, I showed the house, so I'm procuring cause because our our agents who show on a, on behalf of the buyer's agent waive procuring costs. so they're not they're not sitting there going like, hey, I deserve anything. They're getting paid for just showing the home, and right. that's that's kind of how that works. But yeah. You know, one of the things that our business over the summer has been really good. I've got uh, an agent who had heard about us a couple, several of the agents in their office was were using us to show homes just when they were unavailable or whatever. But this agent had a wife who was very, um, I don't know, what, what do you call it, at risk, especially with COVID. Right. And so if she got it, you know, her odds of surviving were really, really low. So he had right. to make a decision. I'm not going to go show homes. I can't, I've got to, I got to create this bubble, mm. you know? So he used Shawami to get his buyers access. He would have meetings with them and explain, Hey, you kind of know me and my family and our situation. We can't, I can't be out, but mm. I have agents that will show the homes for you. And I'll do a video while we're there. So I'm, I'm seeing it and you know, that's kind of how we're going to work. Well, he, he's become one of our top users and he sold over five homes just in the last two or three months. And you know, he, he's keeping his family safe, his mm -hmm. wife safe more than anything. 
and he's still protecting her financially because he's able to still do deals even though he's not necessarily the one who's got to go out there and he he got to know some of the agents so we allow them to put in a preferred agent so he's got like two or three you know really good agents who understand the situation he's built relationships with he pays them really well for each showing and you know so it's it's really created this environment where everybody's kind of building each other up everybody's getting something out of it and it's just it's it's wonderful and that makes me feel good right like i've helped mm -hmm. this guy's family you know not only are they you know are they at risk you know from the disease but financially and now at least we've taken that stress off of them and uh and it's worked really well for him wow that's incredible yeah very cool yeah that's a little offshoot you probably didn't even plan on off you know, when you built this four years ago, who knew? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. This would how be would you... how somebody would use it. Totally. And uh, that's very interesting. And it's almost, um, the, you know, there's just next, I, my mind does this all the time. I start thinking next level stuff, but you know, I'm starting to think you've got, you're starting to build community. If you think about it, like right. of users over time and, uh, and then, and just like you say, you can have preferred agents. Well, what you're doing is you're, you're all of a sudden creating mini trust relationship groups within it. And, you know, there's some neat stuff that can happen with that, with reciprocal referrals down the road yep. and that kind of yep. stuff and maybe build that in. But We've there, had yeah. those. Yeah. We've had people some... who are, you know, scheduled the showing and then eventually they're like, you know what, uh, you know, because in essence, let's say you're in whatever state you're in and you're in the city that you work. But there's a city just like those people that you were talking about that's two hours away. Mm -hmm. You know, technically, you can write that contract, right? You're licensed in that state. Mm -hmm. But in, can you really service them? Because you don't know that market necessarily that well. Right. So, you know, and there's a lot of tools and some people will say, yeah, I can do it. And, and they do. Um, but then there's other people who have, you know, started that way, realized there's a lot I don't know, you know, like in a mountain property, you don't have city water and sewers. So you have to do a well test. Well, if you don't sell mountain properties, you're not going to know that. Mm -hmm. And, and radon and, and, and yeah. there's just little idiosyncrasies that every neighborhood, you know, knows. I'm, and, and if you're not local, you could really kind of mess up your client. So yes, we've yeah. had people who've referred, you know, eventually made a connection that way. And, and you know paid for extra advice or gave a, a referral fee right but that's not that's not our business model but does that happen i'm sure, sure. It does. it's the next evolution really i think yep. you know once you build it up and stuff and and you know the the you're working on the cores right now but it's those little outskirts around those cores people get caught up in the city and they're like man i got people who want to cash out and move into an area that's 45 minutes to an hour out of town there's a neat little opportunity there with those little pockets of places too. Yeah. Yep. Very yep. cool. Very interesting, man. Show Ami. <laughs> show Ami. Yes. It's been, uh, we've got around 7,000 agents that have signed up. So pretty good. And we've done right around 7,000 showings. So it's, it's, mm. you know, that's very doing, cool. Doing okay. That's very cool. So you're starting to see that whole foundational period of your business. You know how that works, right? You got to get through that foundational part. And are you starting to see it kind of take off now? It's becoming a normal thing for a lot of people. 
Yeah. So in markets where we've been for four years, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you know, everybody knows about it. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. say everybody, but I would say 75%, the MLS picked us up. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the other, uh, people who, you know, have got Mark, uh, title reps and mortgage reps who are telling people like, Hey, have you heard of this cool tool? You know, they're always mm-hmm. looking for little talking points and sure. something to bring value to their agents. And then, um, you know, even within the offices, you know, we do have the ability to create a, an environment within an, within an office. So, uh, one of the big offices, Remax professionals there, we created a, a closed group where the showings would go to their agents, you know, and then mm-hmm. if worst case scenario, nobody in their office is available, then it would go out to the general population, but at least they would get the first crack at it and kind of keep it in the family yeah. before they would, you know, go out into the, the, you know, the general population, but no, it's, it's, you you don't know what you don't know when you start a business. Mm -hmm. So you have to learn by experience and it's a constant feedback, you know, what people like, what they don't like. And after doing this for, for four years, I feel like we've got a product that, you know, I, I get a lot more compliments than complaints. So that's good. <laughs> that means you're on to something. Yes. Yes. And you know, it's interesting because this, this is how things work. Um, you, you, you create your own success and your own success created a pain, a little pain point. Yep. And from that pain point came an idea. And then that new idea has spawned into a, new way of doing business. Yep. And it just comes from that mentality of what if, but it started from the pain, right? right like, right. <laughs> it's, Oh yeah. I'm up on a ski hill <laughs> or whatever, Jeez. but, but like, and that running ragged thing too, you know, you have multiple buyers you're working with. Some of them can really take up a lot of your time. And, right. uh, and you know, your seller clients need you to pay attention to them too. And man, how many open houses can you do on a Saturday or a weekend and there's a lot of buyers that can only look at houses on Saturdays and you're doing open houses for a couple of like there's a lot of complications in that and a lot of juggling and that a lot of people don't understand that we go through as real estate agents right. when you get right. busy you're dealing with multiple people at once and juggling that and uh, just providing a solution for that is uh, and it doesn't really stall your business you know paying right. someone 50 bucks to $100 to show a house just to get that done um, is, uh, you know, a minimal cost with, uh, with a, a buyer is, is, is money in the bank. It's just, you, right. know, you gotta get done. So no, that's super. That's uh, that's really great. I love that. I love how I love the evolution of ideas and, uh, the entrepreneurial mindset. It's just, uh, it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing. Well, I think we've eaten up our hour and we've got to learn about a lot about you. I think we've given a lot of value to new agents. Um, just understanding that really activity, what would you say to you had a new agent? Let's what, let's end with this. Sure. Okay. You, uh, and you've led a lot of people, you've worked with lots of different people, um, coming into the business, coming out of the business, moving around. And so a new agent has, has had a dry six months, you know, they've tried a few different things, but I would say I, and, and hear this right new agents hear this correctly. I don't want to demean you in any way, but if you've got nothing going on in six months, you're really not doing enough. There, there's a lot of things you're not doing. What would you say to that person 
because you can't really offend them right now. You're talking on a podcast. So right. <laughs> what, what would you, <laughs> what do they need to hear right now? They would need to understand that it's a lead generation business. Mm -hmm. The things that made me successful, especially at front was that I wasn't afraid to go out there and lead generate. You mm -hmm. learn so much by talking to people, by setting appointments, by, you know, just massive amounts of activity that in, in, and don't, the other thing I would say is don't give up. You're at six months, mm -hmm. right? You, you haven't seen the fruit yet. It's mm -hmm. close. It's closer. You are closer to it now than you were six months ago. Yeah. So you just have to keep pushing through, learn from the things that didn't work, you know? So the, you were educated during that six months, whatever you did, it didn't work. So you've got to figure out what works, you know? And I, and I would say getting a coach, getting a mentor was huge. Um, back in 2000, I, I would attribute one of the things to um, a, a coach that I had who I, I went through a course and I, I learned so much. I, I learned scripts. I learned a mm -hmm. mentality. I, I learned what it took. So, and then all I had to do was take massive action and apply the things that the coach had taught me. Yeah. And I, w and I was off. So I, I know you're coming up with a, a new ebook or book pretty mm -hmm. soon. I, I yeah. think I read something about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I, I would, I would tell them do massive action mm -hmm. and follow someone else's plan. I, I, one of the things that almost tripped me up when I got to Colorado was I thought I already knew everything, right? Mm -hmm. So what did I do? I was doing the things that had worked before and expecting that they would work in this new market in these with new buyers and, and everything like that. And they didn't, you know, I started running classified ads and I, I'm spending a lot of money and that worked down in, in Florida, but that wasn't working. And I had to ask around and, and, and find out what was working and start doing that. So, but yeah, massive action in getting, getting some mm -hmm. coaching, getting, getting some direction. And if I've been doing something, I just don't, if somebody were in it for six months and hadn't really gotten many transactions, I don't think that they were working 50, 60 hours a week. I don't think they could have possibly been doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where they made their mistake. I think so. I think a lot of times it's just knowing what to do, just having yeah. an idea what to do. I mean, you came up with some things to do and it kind of worked for you, yep. but, it, but it's the doing, it's the absolute doing. Um, I, but I, I think that is part of it. Part of the challenge like people are just confused. They come in and they, right. they're just looking around and they're seeing what people are doing and going, well, no wonder that guy's successful or no wonder that guy is. He, that, that lady's special. She has a great personality. That's why she's successful. It's not, it comes down to action and it comes down to activity. And right. uh, yeah. Anyway, well, I'll, go I'll, off and, I'll give you a quick, I know we're about yeah. to close, but I, I, I when we, when I moved back, there was an agent I go to church with. Right. So, and we, he's like, Hey, can I have lunch with you? And he shared during that time, I was like, well, you know, what have you been doing? 
And he got confused because the minute you become an agent, every marketing guru for agents comes at you and says, buy this shiny penny, advertise yeah. in this, do do social media, do yeah. Instagram and, and do videos. I mean, and he, he was so overwhelmed. Yeah. with all the things and he was whipsawed and he never stuck with anything. He would, he would give into it for a little while and he would do a little bit of it. And mm -hmm. then eh, it didn't, he didn't see results. So he'd move on to the next thing. He was jumping from thing to thing to thing, mm -hmm. you know, the next shiny penny that was going to solve his problems. If he had just had a, a coach that would just kind of zero him in and go do this one thing. Yeah. You know, or, or do these three things. Let's let's focus on these three things. Yeah, it it would have he he would have been so further far farther along than where he was. Yeah, absolutely. That's really good advice. That's super advice because there is that shiny thing syndrome. You know, yeah. what's the it, you know what's the blue pill that's going to make all the difference in my business or the silver <laughs> bullet or you know, and there, there is that thing out there where you know everybody seems to be searching for what's going to make it easier for me. So yep. I don't have to do these other things. And um, there really is no, sh no shortcut to success. There never has been. There never will be. And, no. uh, but, uh, yeah, thank you so much for that, Matt. I really appreciate it. Um, you, I Kelly. really appreciate your time. Me. Yeah, you're, you know, um, it's just given back to the industry. I really appreciate that. And uh, some great advice uh, from someone who's been through it, been through the ups and downs. And, uh, and then your show, showami uh, program. That is fantastic. So if you're in an area, look for Shoami, Google it, uh, S-H-O-W-A-M-I. Look for that and uh, see if it's in your area. And if it is, get all signed up and uh, take advantage of that as fast yeah, as you can. Yeah, it's free to sign up. There's no monthly cost, no, you know, no annual dues or anything like that. So, and it's just kind of a pay as you go if you're a buyer's agent and need help. But if you're, you know, I know you've got a lot of agents that are just getting started in the business. What a great way to get market knowledge and, and mm -hmm. build relationships with other agents and, and yeah. yeah. And make a few bucks on the side. Absolutely. No, that's fantastic. I love it. I love, love it. it. So I'm going to hang up. It's going to be weird because we're just going to all of a sudden disappear from each other. Okay. Um, but <laughs> I just want to say, Matt, thank you so much. I appreciate your time today. Thank you. I appreciate you too. And I'm sure we'll be talking again soon. We will, for sure. Take care. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Matt Kuchar. He runs a boutique real estate company called Protégé Real Estate in Aurora, Colorado. And if you haven't already, you should get set up with Showami. He had so much great advice for real estate agents. You heard it from Matt. It's so important to get proper training on what to do to get your business running, what to work at. That is usually the problem with most new agents. They simply just don't know what to do. If you want to learn the step-by-step -step approach to building a solid and sustainable and profitable real estate business, go to forexformula.com and learn how we help real estate agents get started fast and get them making money fast. Also, my Quick Commission Blueprint book is almost ready. If you want a copy sent to you, go to forexformula.com. I'll set it up right away and we'll get it out to you for free. I want to help you. Real estate is not complicated, but we complicate things, don't we? We do it. We complicate things. There's a lot of noise out there. Stop listening to all the noise and just go to forexformula.com. Learn how to be a master Forex agent, turning each listing into four deals, and you're going to enjoy an amazing lifestyle. That's it for now. Take care. Make a great day.